Hello and welcome to this week's This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and shortly we'll be bringing you all the build-up and reaction to FC United's away trip to Matlock Town in the league. But before that, it's now time for this week's club news. And we start the show this week with some transfer news and the club last week accepted an undisclosed fee for the transfer of striker Regan Linney to Altrincham Football Club. Here's FC United manager Neil Reynolds on the news. Brilliant, delighted for him. Couldn't come at a better time for him. Just watch his interview today. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been amazing for me on and off the pitch. You know, we've got a really close bond and I'd like to think that I'd helped him in his journey. You know, developed him from a, a wide player into a centre forward and he's loved every minute of, of playing FC United and you know are we going to miss him of course we are are we going to miss Tundi Oalabi of course we are do we miss you know Greaves of course we do you know he got goal scorers are really hard to find but what it is with Regan he's, he was such a nice person he had a lot of time for the fans a lot of time for his teammates very popular and you know just wish him all the best and I've, I've no doubt and I'll, I'll go back I've no doubt that the kids are about to go higher and higher uh, and I hope that Ultra can just a a stepping stone but you know well done to him well done to everyone connected to the club for, for helping the move to go through and you know we move on Neil Reynolds there speaking about Regan Linney's move to Altrincham Football Club in other news and the women's team welcomed prolific striker Jess Battle back to the club this past week ahead of FC United's league game at Blackburn and I'm pleased to report that the women's team won the match on Sunday by eight goals to one including a goal for the returning battle as well as a hat-trick from Libby Dixon and following the win, Ben caught up with manager James Mulverhill on Monday. Well, James, a big thank you for joining us, and uh, congratulations on a, a, a brilliant 8-1 victory on, on Sunday. Uh, a hat-trick for, for Libby Dixon and, uh, well, a returning debut goal as well for Jess Battle. I mean, how, how was your, your Sunday afternoon up in Lancashire? Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, I think for us, we had a bit of a, it felt like a bit of a point to prove. And to be fair, I think that's the, the first time this season any team has scored I think it was more than six goals. We got eight, so and that's in the league. So we went out there. I think this is the first half. It was a little bit kind of bit wishy-washy the way we were playing. We had a bit of a regroup, kind of changed the midfield set up a little bit, changed the kind of style and approach of play, and then just completely dominated in the second half. No, great stuff. And, and last week we were talking about uh, taking your chances, and, and admittedly we were talking after. There's a Tom Finney game where we we scored six goals, uh, so you, you can't complain too much. But there, there was an element where uh, goal scoring versus our, our efforts on goal could have been better. But happy yeah. with that yesterday? Yeah, do you know what? We we probably could have got a couple more as well. But that's just that's just us being hypercritical of ourselves. Like there's a couple opportunities there. Jess Battle probably could have got a couple more, but the kind of the the game sharpness and stuff. Libby Dixon had one, um, another one disallowed at the end. But we looked better than yesterday. Like we were taking, we were kind of, we we're a bit more ruthless in our approach. Like we we were had a little bit more killer instincts. That's something we've been talking about recently: is, is having killer instincts in front of goals. Like if we're really serious about winning the plate and winning the lead this year and getting a, a double, we, we're going to have to take these opportunities. And the weekend before, um, Blackburn put three goals past uh, Salford, so they're not like a, a team where you, they're just going to get trounced eight one, but. We, we, we turned up serious, like we banded together and, and it felt more tight-knit and close-knit yesterday, um, which is a good thing. Like The, the energy and the, the feeling around the camp was really positive, so um, I, I can't complain. It's been, it's been the better feeling on a Sunday than we've had in a long time. 
Libby Dixon will take the headlines with, with the hat trick, and uh, she took the hat trick in in eight minutes or so, didn't she? So that, that's that's brilliant from Libby. Yeah, honestly, I said I said to her, and it's funny because obviously I made the substitution and bought Jess Battle on at half time, and then in quick succession, Libby goes and bangs a hat trick in in eight minutes. I, said, I shouted to her, I said. It's funny that, isn't it? I, I, we sign another striker and you bang a hat-trick in, and get <laughs> in, in eight minutes there. Um, but she's seen the funny side of it. And one one of the concerns was when we were originally talking about signing Battle was that would Dixon and Battle be able to play together? Did it really work out on Stockport? But I, I think since uh, Libby Dixon has come to FC, we've converted her into a, a right-winger, more of a wide player. Um, and that's how I see her in the team. I see her as a wide player supporting um, Jess Battle. And we saw it yesterday. Like, we saw chance after chance being created. And Libby Dixon probably could have got five goals and five assists uh, yesterday. She was absolutely untouchable. And, and you mentioned Jess Battle there. That That's uh, quite a signing, isn't it? I, I mean, she she watched the game last week, didn't she? And, um, yeah. you know, such a brilliant goal-scoring record uh, the last time she was at Broadhurst Park. So he's hoping she's learned a bit more at Stockport County yeah. and can bring that to FC in a second stint. Well, that's it, yeah. 100%. I think people like these signings, like Battle, and we've just brought in Shauna Jean, and we've got a couple others in, in the works that we're bringing in. Like I've said this, and I've said it for the last few weeks, is this, this January window that we've just had, we, we needed to look at this as, as, as if it was another pre-season um, at the halfway point, because... There's a lot of teams, and I've seen it around, and, and I've, seen, I've kind of heard the news of, of teams in the league who have been struggling for players, and they've had injuries, and all these other things, and there is going to be a few shock results, I think, and, and for us, we probably wouldn't even have had a team if we this weekend if we didn't make the signings, because we didn't have that great availability this weekend, so us bringing these extra players in now is absolutely crucial if we're going to go forward and, and win the league, and, and that's, what, that's what the goal is for us, and, and battle's a big part of that. And looking at the league table, Curzon Ashton obviously picked up three points there. They're top of the league at the moment. Salford City picked up a draw, so uh, they're yeah. second. FC United, five points off top spot. We do have four games in hand over Curzon uh, Ashton, the current league leaders, and, and three games in hand over, over Salford as well. So that takes us to Mosley Hill this weekend. Um, currently bottom of the table, but um, banana skins and all that, no easy games and, and all those cliches. What are you expecting this weekend for Mosley Hill at Broadhurst Park? Do you know what? Is when, when we played them, I don't think they're a bottom of the league side. We beat them 2-0, but it wasn't convincing. Like, I remember my interview after it, I actually said it. I said, these are a banana skin here. If you come here, like this is this is a tough game. Well, Kurt, and Curzon uh, only beaten one nil. Just looking down the, the uh, results page. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know how they've not won a game yet because they've got a good few players. They've just got a new coach in. I know there's there's a decent new manager that's gone in there as well. So I'm not looking at anything because you know what it is when when new coaches to come in. You've just seen what Everton have just done to Arsenal in the Premier League this weekend. New managers come in and things things feel different around clubs and and you, you, they get revitalised. So. Listen, for us, it's, it's let's make that pitch as big as possible. Let's make the uh, broadest pass feel as daunting as possible for teams to come to. These are the games, I've said this to the girls, these are the games that we win. We put as many goals as we can possible. And, and let's make these big games where the Cheetos and the Salters, let, let's make them not mean that much to us uh, when we do come around to play. This, this has been the strategy this year is let's take the pressure off these big games where I know like fans like to hype them up and, and oh, we've got a big game against Salford or Cheetos or Curzon or whatever. I'd, I'd like to get towards the end of the, the league and these games not even really matter. Like, 
because we've already not slipped up against teams like Mosleyo. Um, so we really need to, to to start strong. We didn't really start strong at the weekend, um, but if we if we start how we finished against Blackburn, I have no doubt that we'll we'll, we'll have enough to beat Mosleyo. But like I said, we're not counting our chickens just yet. FC United women's team manager James Mulverhill there, and we'll of course have full match commentary for that game between FC United and Mosley Hill on FC Radio this Sunday from 2pm. And finally for this week's news, the men's team this past Saturday travelled to Derbyshire to take on Matlock Town at Causeway Lane. And for all the build-up now, let's hand over to Ben and Woodso shortly before kick-off. Well, welcome everyone to Causeway Lane, the home of Matlock Town, and this afternoon the home of FC United against Matlock Town. They've got a drum, everyone, here in the Northern Premier League Premier Division. And uh, joining me, not with a drum, but with his vocal cords, hey. it's a welcome back to Woodzo. Hello, Woodzo. Good afternoon, Ben. You all right? Now, we're going to be hearing from Neil Reynolds shortly ahead of today's match. Plenty to talk about with the manager of FC United, um, which means there's plenty to talk about with you oh, as well. Um, with me. Now, I've already interviewed Neil, so whatever you say now cannot be passed on. Oh, OK. Firstly, Regan Linner. It was inevitable, let's be honest. I, I must admit, after the deadline had gone, we've got a dog as well. We've got a whole shooting match going on here. Um, after the deadline had passed on Tuesday, I thought, oh, we've got, we've got away with this one. He's, he's, and then Friday comes. It was inevitable, you know. And the problem you've got is it's hard to replace. It's hard to replace a 20-goal striker anywhere. In January or February, it's very hard to find one that's not under contract. So, yeah. you know, we'll have to just see what happens. I don't know whether there's anyone in the pipeline. I know uh, Dyer's been re-registered till March now. So, obviously, we, there's somebody there. Uh, we have got attacking players, but you know, it's not just the linear thing. We, we, as you mentioned we've got you know it's the injuries as well. Yeah. It's, it's not just selling players. It's you know Grimmins out for I don't know I don't know how long for, but not good timing for it all. But it's inevitable. It's one of them things. It's, it's what it's what happens at this level of football. Yeah, it, losing Finn Armstrong, Callum Gribbin and Regan Linney all in the space of a fortnight. Yeah. It, it feels like that's that's quite a blow that uh, yeah. a lot of teams won't be able to take. So. It'd be interesting to see what happens today, but it is a good squad anyway. I mean, if I name the 11 that I think he's going to play today, it's still a very good squad that should do well against Matlock today. Yeah, yeah, you're quite right. Um, we're not a one... I mean, people tell you, people keep... I think we mentioned the other week, people alluding to us being a one-man team. It's obviously nonsense. Oh, I think he'll be back today, Donny, here. Oh, yeah, exactly. Very good, very good. But we, we do score goals from the, from the other players in the team, but do we score enough? That's the worry now. But it's a squad game. We knew at some point it was more than likely that Regan was going. We just got to get on with it, you know. We, 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 you know, we're we're not fighting relegation, so that's a good thing. You know, we're, we're, it's only a, a positive in that we're, we're challenging for playoffs. If we get the all well and good, if we don't, we've had a good time. Well, well, let's, not, let's <laughs> see what happens. Absolutely, you know, there's still, there's, there's still quite a lot of games to go yet. You know, we've got about twelve games or something like that. It's a long way to go yet, so. Now, uh, Matlock today, last time we were here, it was a miserable afternoon. It was raining, it was chucking it down. Um, there was a lot of uh, kidology going on all over the shop. Um, it should be a bit more run-of-the-mill today, I'm going to suggest. We've already played him at home. You know, we, we got last-minute winner that day. Different team, though, surprisingly. Different, the third, yeah. third manager with uh, Martin Carruthers coming in to That's replace right. Craig Elliott, Craig who's Elliott, gone yeah. to Buxton. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all swapping and changing around these parts, isn't it? Um, oh, and Paul Phillips, that guy's just to finish the circle. Tuesday, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see him on Tuesday. I think we've only won, have we won once here, I'm led to believe, I think. We don't do well here, no, I think the only time we won it was when Ben Deegan, Deegan was in goal. Deegan was in goal, yeah. Yeah, so we never won with a regular goalkeeper. Maybe there's a clue there, but stick Lava come up front and we'll stick Donny in goal. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's going to be tough. 
we, we, we beat them at home the, 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 they'll, they'll feel a sense of well we, we should have got something out of that game if we get three points it's good if we get a point you're looking at other, other clubs around us then but we are anyway it's tight up there yeah. so you know we, we've, we've just run through the fixtures in the, in the bar there we couldn't pick a winner at most of them the, the fixtures today are yeah. all very much ooh mm. they could win they could win they, so three points it'll be a big three points today it'll be a tough three points I'm confident for us but we've got to look you now players who have got to step up to the mark say Regan's not here we can't rely on him I've got to score the goals well Woods a big thank you for joining us pre-match Go and uh, let's hand over now to FC United manager here's Neil Reynolds welcome Neil to uh, Causeway Lane and uh, where do we start with this interview um, let's start with uh, the, the big news this week about, about Regan Linner. Um, it's it's obviously a big loss for us. Um, I think everyone knew it was it was going to happen at some point. So, I mean, how how have we adapted at such short notice? Oh, play a false number nine today. <laughs> no, I'm tongue-in-cheek. No, we, we haven't adapted. You know, we've lost Finn Armstrong, we've lost Callum Gribbin, we've lost Regan Linney. You know, them players are really hard to replace, but in, in place of them, you've got Doddy coming back, you've got Dante Gabidon, we've got Josiah Day making his debut. And hopefully we've got a striker over the line, or two strikers over the line, that we're done for Monday. But are they going to be Regan Linney? Are they going to be all Arby? Are they gonna... No, they're not. You know, and, and that's where we develop them. They don't come to us as a finished article, or else they wouldn't come to us. So we start again, and we try and develop, and we try and get players' moves, because this is what we're here for. You know, every player that played at this level of football, they've got aspirations, you should see it as a stepping stone, and a very good stepping stone to be playing at, you know, one of the biggest clubs in non-league football. Uh, to then think, right, I can showcase myself. And I've said to the squad, Ben, I've said, listen, if any of you have got aspirations to go higher now, this is your opportunity because we're on the map. People are coached by the management team. They move on uh, and, and people like to come to FC United and watch what, what talent we've got on display. So you know, I won't be surprised if the next one's not Gabidon or De Grucci or Wollerton. You never know. We'll see. Um, so with that regard, obviously, I think you'd be expecting the goals to be spread about a little bit. But that takes us to Callum Gribbin. And obviously, um, you know, that injury last week, How's it looking? Are we, have you got any update for the sports? We're just waiting on a scan. Uh, not great, if I'm going to be honest. Not great. Uh, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And, you know, it's a horrific challenge. You can say that he goes for the ball with his one foot. The more times I watch it, it's the trailing leg. You know, you know exactly what he's doing. He got high fives off the teammates afterwards. Now we lose, arguably, our, our best player. You know, so, you know, that's two of the week. But we just hope that he makes a speedy recovery. So, uh, obviously, with regards to... You mentioned the players, Regan Linnea, Gribbin, Armstrong. Big losses, but it's a, it was a decent squad to begin with. So, um, I mean, how, how are we looking today? I think we're looking really strong, and, and I fancy us to win the game, Ben. I think you've just said that the goals need spreading around. Challenge the centre-half to score more offset pieces. Challenge the centre-midfielders to score more. Pull the trigger. Challenge your wide men to score more. And we can't bring back Regan, so we, there's no point us going on about it. We've got to spread the goals around. So, we're going to go with... Danny Nets, uh, back four, I think it's exceptional. Wollerton at right back, uh, Halls and Jones and Dodd at left back. Two in front of that will be Griffiths and Potts. Ten will be Donoghue, bringing back into yeah, the squad. Great news. Nine will be Dyer. Uh, and then the two wide areas, you've got Gavin on and Ennis. So for me, we create that many chances, Ben, every single game. Someone else has got a bit of hero and step up, but you saw Gavin on last week could have had a hat trick. Regan Liddy could have had a hat trick. Uh, you know, Potsy could have had one, Griff could have had one, Ennis could have had one. So I'm not worried about where the goals are going to come from. I'm just worried about, you know, I hope it doesn't affect us mentally. The lads want to get in the playoffs this season. We know that we're going to come here and win. But I'm not I'm not talking to the point. I want to win. The last thing I want, Ben, is someone to turn around and go, they haven't won because Regan's not here. You know, Regan's been on the phone to the lads saying he wants us to win. So here we go. You know, we're going to get ready and we're going to go for it. Welcome to Causeway Lane, the home of Matlock Town, and this afternoon the home of FC United of Manchester against Matlock Town in the Northern Premier League Premier Division. 
Stato Paul's with me. Hello, Paul. How are Good you? Good afternoon. Uh, so uh, we are competing with a PA system. It's not as bad as Nantwich Sounds. That's a proper. It's a, a PA you'd expect at the Roadhouse or night and day. It's yeah. a massive PA at the Weaver Stadium. Here, it's just a speaker. It's just unfortunate. It's right next to my head at the moment. So apologies uh, for us competing with the background noise here at uh, Causeway Lane. But Paul, we come to where for this match with a lot to talk about. Firstly, sending our best wishes to Regan Linney. He's on his way to professional football. Yes, somebody was saying he might be on TV today. But, uh, yeah, they're taking on Wrexham, aren't they? Yeah, yes. if anybody wants to catch him on a certain channel. Interesting fact, two managers, both called Phil Parkinson. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. Linney was a great servant for the club. Just to emphasise how important he has been this season, 42% of the goals came from Linney and 71% if he included his assists. So a big hole to fill. Yeah, and here's the thing about goal scorers. We've idolised so many over the years here at FC United. Regan Linner, Tundio Alaba, Tom Greaves, Mike Norton, Matty Wolfenden, Roy Patterson. You know, these players score a lot of goals for FC United. Always fondly remembered, but ultimately we do find another one eventually. Yeah, it'll happen. It might not be overnight, uh, but yes, the club goes on. Um, could be some difficult times without Regan Linney when we think, well, yeah, Regan might have scored that, but that's the, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, um, obviously a lot of the goals Regan scores and a lot of the goals that FC United scores are, are, are thanks to Regan Linney's persistence, let's say. But I was saying this to Neil on, on the pre-match interview. It's a good squad FC United have got. The goals are there in the team. They've just got to make it happen, haven't they? Yeah, I think the thing about Linney was was the fact that he made things happen. Um, he made goals for himself quite often. Now, with him not in the side, other, te- other players have got to step up to the plate. But that means other players have to get forward more. And that's something we've been talking about for some time. Uh, there's potential in this side for goals. We know that. Gabidon, for instance, scored last week. Um, other players have contributed, but they need to contribute a bit more. The good news is about today's team is, and I think this is big news when you've lost Regan Linney this week, Michael Donoghue is back. He's a player who I think can make goals happen. Yeah, I mean, Donoghue's a, a kind of player that, um, again, is somebody that makes things happen. And, you know, if we can get a fit Donoghue in the side for a long run, then... Who knows? The goals will come from different sources, I think. Now, obviously, we're missing Megan Linner. Finn Armstrong, obviously, we've, we've lost Finn Armstrong. Callum Gribbin, uh, we don't know yet how long he's going to be out for, but sending our best wishes to Callum. Hopefully, it's a, a speedy recovery for, for him. But it's a lot to take out of a squad that in a fortnight. You've lost your main striker, you've missed your left-back, and you've missed your talented right-winger. We have lost some key players. But having said that, Matlock Town themselves are a side in transition. Well, the last time we were here, Paul Phillips was the manager. Since that time, Craig Elliott's come in, obviously shaped the squad how he sees it. Craig Elliott's now gone to Buxton. Martin Carruthers has come in, who obviously did a great job at Ilkeston last season and before that, Baseford. So, it's a team that's been transitioned three times now? Yeah, I think... They're in this getting-to-know-you phase at the moment, which kind of showed itself last week when they lost against 10-man Lancaster. So um, there are some oddities about this fixture. The last three times we've met Matlock, we've had a goal in the 90th minute. Aren't we rubbish here as well? 
that's another thing. <laughs> that's another another issue. We've been here eight times, and the only one time we won is when we didn't have a goalkeeper. Is in when we came into the match without a goalkeeper, and Ben Deegan stepped in. Another legendary goal scorer. Yeah. But in that instance, penalty saver as well because it was the. Northwich game was it Northwich or Northwich yes. one of the witches Northwich. yeah and uh, he saved the penalty didn't he Gig Lane and then we went yeah. oh you might as well stay in that for the next game um, but that was the last that was the last time we won here the only time we won the here the only time 2012 we won my goodness so me. this is this is not a happy hunting ground so that has to change this afternoon do you want another oddity yes these two teams both of them have not drawn away from home this season Ooh. now obviously Matlock can't draw away from home today but FC could but we've, we've won seven and lost five on the road. So draws are not something FC have dealt in away from home this season up to now. No. Um, let's go to team news. And um, Dan Lavercombe is in goal. Uh, Alex Wallerton stays at uh, right back. Adam Dodd is at left back this afternoon and captain. Andy Halls and Curtis Jones will be centre-backs. In central midfield, Luke Griffiths and Michael Potts. And then on the wings... Um, oh, don't shout, Ben. On the wings, Dante Gabidon and Charlie Ennis. Attacking midfielder Michael Donahue and up front Josiah Dyer. Big responsibility for Josiah Dyer today. Yeah, he has already opened his account for, for the club. Uh, this is his starting debut though, isn't it? This is his opening this is his first start, but he has scored for us. He comes with a good good reputation um, from his parent club. And you've got to look at it, it's a great opportunity for him here to step in somebody's shoes and say, I can do this. Yes. And the other thing we have to say is as well, obviously Adam Dodd is at left back. We said last week we'd be surprised if he makes 60 minutes. Obviously the substitution would happen. But the good news is, is that the longer it goes on, he'll probably make 65 today. Maybe. And then by the running, he'll be making 90. And, and that's that's what we want. And he's, there, are, there is some insurance on the bench for him. Yes, Guy Hall is on the bench. Uh, also on the bench, uh, Sandro De Costa. We've not really seen him since uh, pre-season, really. But no. he has been out alone at Northwest Counties level. So we're, hopefully he's, he's learnt a lot in that time. Jack DeGrouche is on the bench as well, uh, as is James Vincent and Jan Palinkas. It's a strong bench, that, actually. But FC United start today in seventh position, two points outside the playoffs, uh, three points behind last week's opponents, Warrington Town, two points behind Gage Fraternity, who do have a game in hand, and two points behind Radcliffe. Matlock, incidentally, are in tenth, but only two points behind FC, and they have two games in hand over FC United. It would be handy to pick up three points here today, if we can. And an another factor is... There's a very large programme on Tuesday evening, including FC, home to Geisley. Paul Phillips, obviously, yeah. who got a mention moments ago. So some sides will be looking at six points from the next few days, and that could make a big difference to the table. Yes, it's a big week coming up for FC United. But as we've already outlined, this is not a happy hunting ground for FC ordinarily. So but these things are there to be broken, aren't they? Yeah. You know? The other thing we have to add is as well, uh, Regan Linney has been in touch with the squad, says he hopes, hopes we win today. That can have a galvanising effect, can't it? Because a lot of people are saying that's that's the wheels come off FC United's promotion push. Well, from what, from what I heard on the uh, on the journey here, the team were in good spirits. Uh, they're not sulking about the fact that they've lost one of the best players. They come here in, in, in a good frame of mind, so let's hope they get out there and give Matlock a hard time. Yep. Other games taking place this afternoon in the league. Uh, Ashton United will be taking on Morpeth. Bamber Bridge taking on Staley Bridge Celtic. Bamber Bridge's form at the moment is another level. They really have not looked back from that dodgy spell they had before Christmas. But then Staley Bridge have been in good form recently. 
So It's a bewildering division. Isn't it? <laughs> because do you remember when Stafford beat us? Yes. And they went above us, I think, on yeah. that day. And then they went on a horrendous they, run. They've, they're on a nightmare run now, yeah. along with Morpeth. And those two sides are, are losing week after week. But so are Gainsborough Trinity. Gainsborough Trinity are dropping down slightly. They're still in the playoffs, though. Um, but they take on Whitby. Uh, Hyde United, uh, they're hosting Warrington Islands. Big game down the bottom. Liversidge taking on Belper Town. Basker taking on Geisley. Nantwich hosting Atherton Coles. Radcliffe against Marine. South Shields against Lancaster. And Warrington Town taking on the aforementioned Stafford Rangers. Stafford did win in their uh, last game, incidentally. Um, so, there is an opportunity over the next week, we're saying. But they are tough assignments, these. Well, FC have been the masters this season of staying on the fringes for many yes. weeks now. And I think the gap, what we don't want is the gap to widen between us and the playoff positions. It, it's it's a gap at the moment, and it's, it's a sustainable gap, but we don't want it to get bigger. No, and the league will start to stretch out, I think, yeah. in, the, in the coming weeks. And I think this is, we've already beaten Matlock this season, so, you know, a chance to do the double this afternoon. And we are in the middle of um, an horrendous run of fixtures as well. I mean, if you take Nantwich away out of the equation, which was the professional performance, definitely. Hyde, Warrington, we were scheduled to take on South Shields during this as well. I mean, Warrington last week... We had a big debate about it on Women's Team Live on Sunday. Yeah. But I felt, you know, watching the highlights back, we did enough to win that game. And that confidence we should take into this one. But this time, score. I mean, I think Neil was right. We could have won 5-1 five, five, in the end. It's all about taking chances, isn't it? Yes. And that's the question mark this afternoon. Who's going to step up to the plate? Somebody has to. Well, there's only one way to find out what's going to happen this afternoon and it's now time to hand over to our expert commentary team this is FC Live brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people the Armchair Army and it's now time for Matlock Town against FC United and here is your expert commentary team it's Stato Paul and a big welcome back to James Quinn Griffiths will try and pick up the second ball which he does has to play it back to Halls Halls now on the halfway line chips it forward and just a bit too much Donahue will pursue and Donahue picks it up slips Donahue now thinking about a shot into the penalty area Donahue plays it back now Henderson into the box square ball Potts left footed shot and over the bar some good passing movements from FC and Michael Potts not the strongest with the left foot looks to the sky there and uh, but FC with some nice creative play and uh, Potts plays it forward speculatively for Dyer oh and a poor clearance there from uh, Sharman and now Donahue just outside the box Donahue now Ennis with a chance Ennis shoots and it's a goal kick maybe got a bobble there Charlie Ennis because uh, it's a great opportunity and he really did not get hold of it at all and it went way way wide and all of a sudden to me on the uh, break out to the left flank now and Alex Byrne now Alex Byrne into the box on the left hand side Byrne looking to set up a shot shoots Great save, Lavacombe. And he's under pressure in his own box here. Duamu. Duamu, left-footed, shoots low. Saved by Lavacombe. FC just making a bit of a meal of that. Johnston towards uh, the byline. Nice ball through there. Burns cross, but doesn't beat the first. Not a great headed clearance. And a chance, oh, for Slew and a decent save at the near post. Duamu now to play a long ball forward down the line. Griffiths gets a foot to it, though. And Wallerton picks it up now. Potts plays a nice ball. Ennis in space. Donahue to the left now. Donahue, a little bit of space for him to the left of the box now. Can FC make something of this? Dodd just outside the box. Dodd chips it in. Dyer waits. 
and it was Griffiths who came in with a, a skulls-like uh, drift in from midfield but couldn't keep the header down. Goal kick, Matlock Town. Long ball forward. Waiting for it, it's Donahue, but he's beaten two by Evans. Second ball, almost won by Ennis. Another ball breaks for Potts, down to the box. Potts, Potts trying to get on his right foot, chips it, and it hits the post. Great shot there, it hit the inside of the upright. The closest that either side have come. That was so unlucky. Right flank, corner ball. Matlock here, looking to take the lead, and it comes, decent looking ball. It's bobbling around, FC uh, get it away. Nicholas picks it up though, chance for another cross here, cross coming in, great looking cross, important header there, chance for Johnson, shoots, great save, Lavercombe, it's bobbling around, and Lavercombe with superb goalkeeping, a brilliant save with his hand, and then the very close quarters had to dive down so bravely, and uh, Lavercombe making an early pitch for man of the match, and number seven Alex Byrne. He's preparing to take this corner from the right-hand side. It caused a bit of a problem. The last one he delivered. And it comes again. Out swinger, nodded in. And it's a chance here to go. Yeah, 1-0 Matlock. And it's Johnston, the top scorer, who adds to his tally. The ball nodded down. It came off an FC player to Johnston. And he was there. And nobody tied enough to him. There's a bit of an inquest going on there. Doddins field to Potts. Potts still midway inside his own territory. Out to the right where Wallerton waits. A little bit of space in front of Alex Wallerton as he drives into the uh, enemy territory. Into, turn now for Gabbard on Gabbard. Chips it forward. Ennis now. Ennis plays it across. And Dyer just can't quite get on the end of it. That was a lovely move from FC. Donahue now looking for a driving run. Donahue twisted, turns past his man. Donahue. Ennis to edge of the box, Ennis outside, Gabbard on real chance! Well, he needed to take it first time, I think, because uh, Deeney was quickly out there. Good move from FC, I think Gabbardon didn't have the time that perhaps he thought he did. Chance for the substitute, it's blocked, but it's still not clear. FC making a meal of this one, and it's a great shot, here's the post, Halls to clear the way, brilliant save. And there it goes. Matlock Town with a 1-0 win. Well, uh, exasperating afternoon. And how might you sum that up, Paul? I thought first half, FC hit with a better side. Not the more likely, perhaps, uh, in terms of possession and the way we were getting around the edge of the box. I, didn't, I don't think we were as good second half. I thought Matlock were, were more into it in the second half and looked more dangerous. Um, we gifted them a goal and then from then on it, it, we never really looked like coming back into it I felt no we did hit the post the, uh, but Fox's they, shot against the post yeah. there was a lot of long balls aimed at Dyer yeah. and if we're going to get anything out of Dyer playing, playing with his back to goal it's not his game no I mean it's not his game as well and I do have to say this again I always was taught as a defender, when an attacker's backing into you, you stick your arms out wide yeah. to ensure to show the referee that you're not holding the player. And ordinarily, if you keep doing that, you'll win the foul. But the amount of times where Dyer's being manhandled, and it was it's the same for Rodwell Grant and, and Linney. It's like I don't understand why referees don't punish that anymore. Um, Maybe it's a new directive. I don't know. But I agree with you. I don't. I think. There's no point playing that ball to the him. The long ball up to him is if not... If the good. referee isn't going to penalise the defender, yeah. then there's no point. 
it, it, it's just not a, it's not a game plan that's going to work. So if if we're going to in the post-linear era, we need to find a different outlet, a different way of playing. That outlet in the first half, it, it was working pretty well, I thought, with Ennis, Gabby Don, and Donahue. There was movement all over the place, but the one criticism, and this was a criticism when Regan Linney was there, shoot first time, shoot early. We failed to shoot early and, and test the goalkeeper all too much in the first half when we were on top. The way, the way FC play at the moment, we're not creating a lot of clear-cut goal-scoring opportunities. So on that basis, I think we have to be more speculative at times when we do get the, the half chance or the, or the possibility of a chance and just have a go and see what develops from it. Because we're not going to carve out 10 clear-cut chances like the Premier League no. and, and take three of them. It's not like that at this level. Well, stats are there to be broken. That's what you said at the start of this game. But we have to remember, this is a ground where not much happens to SC United. And that continues, Paul. Yeah. Um, the one stat that remains is that we've still not drawn away from home in the league this season. It's a tough week coming up, Paul. We've got to bounce back pretty quickly against Geisley on Tuesday. And yeah. I can think of easier teams to take on particularly with the manager they've got and the style of play that we're probably going to face. But yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, whether he can shake, shake up the, the team selection, I don't know. I thought Guy Hall was very good when he came on. Guy Hall was very good when he came on. Um, talking about man of the match, um, James threw out there, Lavercombe. Um, I think Potts was brilliant again. I thought Donahue had a good game, but kind of faded towards the end. But we have to remember, Donahue. He is coming back from injury, but he was driving the thing in the he, first half. He did his very best in this game. Yeah. I don't think he had a lot of support at times when he was on the ball. But yeah, I mean, Lavacombe did make two top draw saves at least yeah. in this game. Uh, thank you to Stato Paul for joining us. And uh, just a reminder, you can hear from Stato Paul again on Tuesday. FC United taking on Geisler. And uh, you can follow the stats from this afternoon's game, including the starting 11 and all the action as it happened on liveteamstats.com of course um, but with this result FC United dropped down to ninth but it's kind of where we were last Saturday not much changed FC United three points from the playoffs as a result of this afternoon's games one thing that has changed though is the teams in the playoffs Warrington Town have embedded themselves well and during the playoffs today after a 2-0 victory against Stafford Rangers but Gainsborough Trinity have dropped out of the playoffs this afternoon after losing at home to Whitby Town. No easy games in this league. Don't know if that's ever been said before. Uh, into the playoffs with a draw, a one all draw with Marine Radcliffe. They're the team now in fifth, three points ahead of FC United. Uh, Warrington Rylands have uh, had a good result today, beating Hyde United by a goal to nil. And uh, Matlock uh, round off the top eight uh, following their 1 nil win this afternoon against FC United. Marine dropped down to 10th, um, still three points from the playoffs, but moving to within range of the playoffs now. Geisler, who, of course, as we said, we take on on Tuesday night at Broadhurst Park. They're three points from the playoffs in 11th. A 4-2 win at Mask United this afternoon. Ashton United uh, are in 12th. Uh, they beat Morpeth by a goal to nil. Uh, Staley Bridge Celtic drew one all with Bamba Bridge, which is a, a phenomenal result. Uh, Bamba Bridge not really capitalising on high, dropping uh, three points, but uh, Bamba Bridge 
remain unbeaten. It's a, a, a formidable run that Bamber Bridge are on at the moment. Uh, South Shields beat Lancaster City, so South Shields stayed top. Lancaster dropped down slightly. Um, Nantwich Town, though, have moved up the table. A 2-1 win for them against Afferton Coles. And Whitby have got themselves out of the relegation places with that 1-0 win. Dropping down the table tonight, Afferton Coles. Um, two points above the relegation line, but into the relegation places, Morpeth Town, Mask United, and going to the bottom of the table, Liversidge, uh, Belper Town, have beaten them today and uh, have gone off the bottom of the table, which I don't think they've been off the bottom of the table for a very long time. But uh, FFC United, a 1-0 defeat here at uh, Causeway Lane. Let's hand over now uh, to James Quinn as he interviews the FC United manager, Neil Reynolds. Neil, thanks for joining us. Um, lots to talk about. You feel that you were stronger in the first half today and then the second half, and, and if so, what, were, what, were the, what was the difference? Uh, we were we was stronger in the first half. We made some good openings that we should have took. I thought second half, we didn't do a great deal. Potsy has a great effort from... 18 yards out, Kim makes a great save. Sick of saying it, Dante should score six yards out. The game's won. I've just been in there and said the same things. And if you don't want to be a forward, missing chances, chase position. Was it not going first time, basically? You wanted to touch can't. As a manager, you can't stand there and just keep saying we're missing chances. We're missing chances. I don't care if you get one chance in a game, you've got to be ruthless and put it away. They had one set piece and they've undone us. You know, apart from that, Dan makes two saves in the first half. It's got a boring draw written all over it, but if we don't take chances, then, then this is what happens. And this is nothing to do with Regan going. I'll just say that now, because Regan misses chances as well. This is elementary, basic, six yards out, you've got to score. And uh, a cheap goal, did you think? Not, not tight enough on Johnston at the far post? Uh, misses the header. Chaz misses the header. It then comes between Curtis and Halsey. The distances are too big. We've just said that in there. And he gets it at the back stick, and it's a, it's a poor goal. We don't concede goals like that. And then, you, then you're up against it with no... Well, we have got a nine, so that's unfair on Josiah. We have got a nine. We had Donners who was kind of running out of steam. I don't think we were, I don't think we got close enough uh, to the top lot. I think we just lacked a bit of energy and charisma second half. And like I've just said in there, James, it's going to be a 48 hour busy period now yeah. because we've got to bring reinforcements in. So, and Dyer, that was a, a, a real kind of huge learning curve for two big, experienced defenders who were, in our view, there were. The arms were going round. And um, is that just part of football? Did he need help from the referee? Or does is a centre-forward just need to learn his trade just by learn. having to fight it's got back? To learn. You want your centre-forward to be big Does he strong. need to use the referee and, and sort of draw attention to the fact? Because he, cause you know, he didn't, Josiah didn't seem to be doing that. I, I thought he tried. I think when you get more experienced, you know, if you look at Regan, which we said Regan wouldn't get into that battle. He'd drop into pockets and then buy a foul. Which is how he was getting into battles with him. And they're two experienced, burly centre-halves who like to be throwing people around. And you've got to credit him. And just how his naivety, especially second-half, just got him into a... They loved it. That's what centre-halves do. Uh, and they did they did well against him. As you said, part of it was a delightful shot. It was fine margins. That really was inside of the upright. It was in, wasn't it? It was a great save. Um, it was in. We asked the centre midfielders to shoot more at half-time and, and you can't knock him. He did. Uh, I thought both of them had a good game today, Griffin um, and We were impressed with Guy Hall when he came <coughs> on. Uh, both ends of the pitch, he retrieved. There was a terrible misunderstanding and he came back and retrieved the situation. But also, raiding down the left flank, were you, were you happy? Brilliant. Brilliant. 19-year-old, 20, 20 he's, he's the future, isn't he? You know, no disrespect to Dottie, he's 29, 30, guys learning. You know, it's very likely that Guy will play Tuesday night. 
now because Doddy's Doddy's coming back. It's you know we've we've got to utilise that squad and, and I'm I'm all right throwing guy in. Uh, we know where we are. We've got to find our base uh, our bargain basements and, and we're, we're still trying to find them. We're going to try and find another couple before before Tuesday. Uh, penalty shout near the end. Definitely two penalties. Definitely one. Uh, definitely one. But I, I feel like I say the same things every week. You know, uh, it's disappointing. Uh, but you know, we sh- we shouldn't we shouldn't be reliant on decisions. But not not when you've not when you're creating chances the way we created them. And the one in the second half, people could say you only made one. I don't care if we made one or hundred and one. We made one, and it's got to go in the back of the net. And then it's one nil to us. So that's the theme. Is lots of great creativity, particularly in the first half. Some real ingenuity. But do you think you've got the uh, most of the squad to actually convert those that creativity into a goal, or is that? Is that something you've got away off in the next you, 48 you, hours? You miss, listen, you miss Gribbin, you miss Regan, you miss that that cleverness, that creativity, that little pass that can unlock things. Of course, you're going to miss it. I'd, I'd say that, you know, without saying it, well, yeah, I will say two of the best players in the team, you know, have both gone in a week. It, it's hard to replace, but we have got conversations happening with uh, a league club for a loan signing and for uh, a centre forward for a permanent signing. And we know that we need that. Uh, you know, it's unfair to say to Josiah at 17, 18, go and lead the line. But that's we, we just didn't have enough time uh, before today. Obviously, Regan going and then signing Friday morning. We, we tried everything yesterday, everything. We were, Brian and myself were on the phone 24-7. My phone must have rang 200 times yesterday. We just couldn't get anything done. Finances play a part in it. Timing plays a part in it. Uh, paperwork to, to, you know, the FA plays a part in it. So... Listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on it. I've just looked at the results again, and I'm massively shocked. Some of the results have three, just can't, still three points. Still, the you playoffs. just can't call it. You, honestly, you can't call it. Guys, they've gone to Mars today and won four two, and I can't wait to get back to Broadhurst Park. And we want to bounce back. You know, we know that we haven't uh, been affected too much by the results today, and you know, this is a this isn't a setback. It's just a little blip, and we've got to get back on the uh, bandwagon now and go again. FC United manager Neil Reynolds speaking to James there. As discussed, two games for the Reds this week. Firstly, on Tuesday evening, FC United welcome Geisley to Broadhurst Park. Admission is pay on the gate, £12 for adults, £7 concessions, £3 under 18s, while under 5s are free with a paying adult. Kickoff on Tuesday night in North Manchester will be 7.45pm. While on Saturday, FC United travel north to take on Lancaster City at the Giant Axe. Kickoff in Lancashire on Saturday will be at 3pm. But as always, if you cannot make these games in person, then there'll be full live commentary available on fc-radio.co.uk. Tune in on Tuesday night from 7.30pm and on Saturday afternoon from 2.30pm, right here on your very own FC Radio. Well, that's it for this week's This Club is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.